I can't. I just can't. I don't, for some reason, I can't watch Ed on the single live. I just can't. I'm going crazy. Oh, come on. You know that's your California Bay. Oh, gosh, no. The turtle would be the California Bay. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. And I am your host, Angelica. This is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything. So sit back and enjoy the show. It's 90 Day Fiance time with my co-host, the Coupon Queen Why, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. And we are recapping, yes we are, I know we're a bit behind, The Single Life on Discovery+. Plus. How you doing, Coupon Queen Ben? Oh my gosh, I'm awesome. I am awesome. We got some new, well, we got some old new people because they're old to us, but we've never seen them on their single searching for love journeys. And I, if you weren't in the clubhouse, I was saying on clubhouse because we're doing clubhouse before we're going into here now. Um, <laughs> I'm, I was saying, I thought that it was going to be like one person for the entire show and then they would move on to the next person, but they're kind of mixing it up, I guess, the same way they do with the regular 90 Day Fiance. I really like that because I said, I, there's no way I'm watching Ed for a full freaking hour. Oh, come on. You mean you don't want to watch your Ed Boo for a whole hour, try to find love and be really awkward and kiss his dog? Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. <laughs> So, yeah, first up, of course, was the always awkward searching for love, naming myself Big Ed, who is 55 and still lives in Venice Beach, California. Um, and he's updating his dating profile, ladies and gentlemen, because he's so sexy. He's too sexy for his shit. You know, but oh, my God. Gosh, how many costumes does this man own? It's really scary, and I think he owns a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, with the whole, like, hey, I've got to be Elvis, I've got to be a chicken, I've got to be a dinosaur. And I don't know, he's like, I just want to make every, I just want to make everybody laugh. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to take myself too serious, but I'm looking for love. My first time around wasn't that great. That was freaking awesome. But also, okay, Ed needs to, like, come back to Earth or some sort of planet. Because (laughs) he was, like, really wanting us to feel sympathy for him because of his first relationship with Rose. It didn't go too well. Listen, buddy, you brought this on to yourself. The crappy things you did to Rose, no one's accepting it. No, I don't feel sorry for him at all. I don't, I don't, um, I don't think that he, uh, I don't know, this guy, this guy, I don't feel bad for him. 
but do you get that impression that he wants every viewer, every 90 Day Fiance fan to feel bad for him? Oh, of course he does. Of course he does. He wants everybody to feel bad for him because that way he can kind of get rid of that persona that he had before. That persona ain't leaving us for sure, but we do see him having lunch with a relationship coach who he gets very emotional about and how he doesn't want to um he always wants to take care of the person but never says to take care of me and he starts getting emotional about it and the relationship relationship coach is really trying to tell him like you know it should go both ways but with ed i'm just like ew gross like i can't I just can't. I don't, for some reason, I can't watch Ed on the single live. I just can't. I'm going crazy. Oh, come on. You know that's your California Bay. Oh, gosh, no. The turtle would be the California Bay. <laughs> but yeah, so he's looking for love. And we see him and two of his friends, one who we saw take pictures of him in the beginning so that he can get his new dating profiles up. And I think he said he's on four and looking to add two more. So he's just, uh, but we see another friend because he is trying to date this girl at the rest at first he said his restaurant i was thinking that i was like wait a minute when did big ed own a restaurant how come i didn't know about this but no the restaurant that he goes to and it's a girl named liz actually her name is elizabeth and he is you know big ed definitely has a type he definitely has a type and it's always young and out of his league yeah, don't you think Liz looks like his daughter? Because we do see a clip on social media. Because, of course, we're behind. We're starting episode one. I think they're down to episode 19. I could be wrong. But she kind of looks like her daughter. And it's pretty scary. Yeah, she does look like his daughter. It's it's so weird. And, I mean, it's it's one of those things of unless you're into older guys you would feel kind of uncomfortable with the older guy coming up to you and saying hey you know you want to go out on a date with me but he's like freaks himself out and he's sitting there and he doesn't know what to do so he's just like you know he has his wing woman go with him and you know pretty much pump him up to ask liz out now, let's say this. Liz is the same one who's been on, you know, interviews and stuff saying because the thought is, is that she's being paid to date Ed. So she's gone on different interviews to kind of clear the air saying that she's not being paid. This is something that she wants to do. Yeah. And the way he asks her besides freaking himself out the one thing that kind of disgusted me and if it was for anybody like if i was in that scenario in liz's position for someone to say can you sit on my lap like what did you think this is like how could this man have the audacity to ask this woman can you sit on my lap like how like how i th like when i see it from ed it's like are you 
kidding me? Like, uh, no. I guess he's kind of, you know, he maybe he thought he had on a Santa suit. I don't know. Yeah, a Santa suit. <laughs> but uh, going back to what you said, with Liz being on different uh, outlets and saying that, you know, she, they're really good friends. He, that's the restaurant that he always is at frequently, like all the time. I agree with you, Dahlia. He is, he really is one. And I just feel like he's desperate. He's really desperate. And the fact that the show came in at a good opportunity, he's going to bank it up and see what he can do and how long he can be on this episode, on these episodes, because yeah, I feel like he's just so desperate. He wants more fame. And the fact that he goes around, like, you know, he's like the biggest thing on the planet, like buddy, you're not. And I have no sympathy for him. He brought it onto himself as much as the show can be scripted or produce. It's rarely what you see on TV. And we call these people characters for a reason because they're being portrayed as a character. And just like anything, even on WWE, when someone's playing the villain that you love, you're still going to cheer on for that person or you're going to hate them. I just think that he's just, ugh, I, I can't with him. I really can't with him. I can't with him either. Like, he's just too much for me. Now, I can't even talk about him anymore uh, because, honestly, it, it's just, mm -mm, I can't. I, I can't. <laughs> Going through, I feel like I'm going to go through a rabbit hole and I cannot have this right now. But I was enjoying my lovely Tuesday. And let's, get, I don't know what else to add to this besides him asking this girl out. And this girl's kind of like, mm, 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 mm. you know what she should have said? <laughs> Capital no. Right? She should have said that. She could have took a play from Mrs. Uh, Oh my gosh, what's her name again? Mama Mama Usman's playbook. Like, no, no, capital no. But again, some people just, I'm still trying to figure out if she is doing it for the fame so she can get IG famous. She is a single mom. You know, hey, she can make some big buck for her daughter and for herself. So you never know what people are up to these days to, you know, make that extra cash. Very true, very true. So, oh my gosh, who did you want to move on to? Okay, let's talk about Brittany. Brittany, Brittany. So, oh my gosh, Brittany has not really changed anything other than her looks since she's been with Yazin. Um, And we see Brittany going to the jeweler to try to sell and get rid of any old jewelry that she got from Yazin because she wants to buy a Roly, guys, a Rolex. That scene made me laugh so hard because this woman's going in there like, you know, just to get rid of your exes, I got to get rid of the jewelry, make some money and get, grab a Rolex. And I'm thinking... Since we've already watched the episode bears all of that scene, I'm just like, I can't wait to see her reaction. And guys, we we mentioned before how Yazin 
has said, you know, it's not going to be real gold. Like, what does she think this woman is? And you don't get gold all the time. So she goes in there like she's going to get like 10 grand for this gold. Meanwhile, hey, it's worth nothing. And I started laughing so hard. This was like the most epic scene of the single life in this episode. I know. I kind of felt bad for her, though, because she was like so excited. Yeah, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to get this money and I'm going to buy a watch. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And when the woman's like, uh, this isn't real. And she's like, fraudulent, just like our relationship. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Girl, I don't know. That comment was not necessary. She makes it seem like he was a horrible person. And the fact that he cheated on her. I believe him in the situation where he started a new relationship after that one ended. And let's talk about this since we're talking about Brittany and Yazin. Yazin is engaged. So Lulu, AKA Lena. Yeah. Cause he met her. She is actually from, well, she's fr- like her parents are Jordanian. So, which isn't a problem, but she is actually from the United States and they're actually engaged, engaged. Now the crazy part is he says he hasn't really seen her, which is kind of strange to me. Green card alert, green card alerts. Yeah. But I mean, is Lulu going to be a dude in a dress? Like, I don't know, Yasin. You need to be careful. There are some catfishes out there. Well, he claims and bears all that. Uh, they FaceTimed quite a bit. They really, he's been FaceTiming his family, um, requested for hand in marriage from her dad. Uh, so apparently it's it sounds legit. We obviously don't know. But the fact that he's engaged and trying to come to America, I guess good for him. But, okay, the crazy part is, I think that's kind of going to be a slap in the face to Britney because she didn't want to bring him to America, which was, like, really weird. Why didn't she want to bring him to America? Uh-huh. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, definitely a big slap in the face for Britney. But, <laughs> you know, the guy's got to do what he's got to do, just like all these other women got to do what they got to do to get to America and be supermodels and famous actresses and everything else so it's like you know he's picked one um fished one and we'll see what happens yeah but Brittany, miss Brittany, is not doing too bad herself she's got herself a canadian and a guy from the d from detroit so hmm Yeah, the fact that she's got two guys. So we got to meet the one from Detroit because, of course, this was filmed during the pandemic and uh, Canada wasn't able to travel. Even till this day, we still can't even travel unless it's an emergency or for obviously for business. But she ends up meeting with this guy. This guy seems a little bit, I feel like a little bit mature for his age, like he says. But again, we don't know much about them. I'm just going based by what the conversation they had. And his biggest question was like, you know, what was the oldest that you've dated? Like he's asking these questions. She's just like, you know, I don't like when people ask me questions. And then says, you know, I feel comfortable telling him everything, but I still don't like when people ask me so many questions off the bat. Like we're just meeting. And I'm like, oh, girl, you got to figure this out. 
But she does claim that the oldest she's dated was 86 years old. Yeah, why is she dating octogenarians? Like, what is that about? Like, what what are we doing? Is she trying to find someone who's going to put her on his life insurance? Like, what is going on? I'm trying to find out. Was he like a? Was this a sugar daddy situation? Was she just in it for the money? What? You know, I'm not surprised because even um, what he said, her date, which I don't know his name and I forgot. I'm sorry. Uh, he even says sorry. like, "Thank you." He says. Why would she go out with an 86 year old? Like to me, that's like you're really gold digging, and you know, just you know, it's just for him. He doesn't find it uncomfortable, but she claims to be like, you know, I like to pretty much my explore my options and have fun, and you know, he was riding a <laughs> a hardly uh, apparently motorbikes or whatever it was or motorcycle, um, but I'm just like, girl. I'm pretty sure she was there for the money for some reason. Like, I don't know. I just feel like she was there for the yeah. money. Who else would do that? It's different when you take somebody out at that age as a friend or a neighbor just to get them out of the house because they don't have anything else to do. That's different. But when you're dating somebody, I just can't. Like, I, oh, my God. Uh, I, who knows? Maybe she did say it was her sugar daddy. I mean, oh my God. What do you, what do you do? Like, are you on the lookout saying like, you know, Hey, looking for a man must have his AARP card must be older <laughs> than 70 and must drive a Harley Davidson with, with, with special training wheels. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Got to have that uh, seniors discount at CVS and Target and Walmart. <laughs> yeah, must have must have ten percent senior discount. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Free coffee at McDonald's. <laughs> Ew, no, I I don't even drink coffee, but that would be sucky. No. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, yeah I I believe what this guy says like you know maybe she's you know she just wants a sugar daddy because I don't know I feel like she's I my opinion guys my opinion I feel like she's one of those for her to go that high in age 86 gosh no I have been thinking myself if I uh, what would be the oldest I would date like I'm already is it nine or seven years apart? I still don't know. My math is pretty horrible. Uh, I'm thinking already almost 10 years apart. Could I go another 15 or 20? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> we oh, got to talk on. some serious, like, you, you know. Like, you need a guy that was like born in 1925. Hey, maybe he's not even born yet. And I can scoop one up later. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're working by like 90 day fiance math, you know, you've got another 30 years before your your fiance is born. <laughs> like your fiance is just being born now like you better start looking at bellies and being like hey you just know you're gonna be my mother-in-law in like 30 years <laughs> oh gosh yeah yeah well we'll see what happens with Brittany. um let's move on to the next couple that we that was graced by our our television screens. Um, 
Danielle. Okay, so Danielle is one of those old veteran uh, 90 Day Fiance people who was in a relationship with Mohammed, which we cannot forget. The famous words, you know what you did, Mohammed. You know what you did. You used me. But you know the funny thing? I think the crazy part is if we ask people that started watching after this, who else was on 90 Day? that season besides Danielle and Mohammed. Most people don't know. I'm not even sure I remember because it was always like the Danielle and Mohammed show. Well, there was Alexi, Laura, Powell, and Ross. Um, I don't know the rest of them, but the one that <laughs> sticks out to many of us is the Danielle and Mohammed. That really. is true because remember, guys, Powell and Russ were on that. That was before she got all, you know, glitzy and glammy. But yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, Muhammad and Danny. We, I think, I know more about them than I know about any other ninety dayer. <laughs> you used me, Muhammad. You used me as she throws this three inch binder at him in Florida. <laughs> well, Danielle is looking for love, and we find out she's made new friends on social media. Well, yeah, we found that out on Bears All. She's made new friends on social media. Danielle did the worst kind of thing. Some chicks slid into her DMs and she was like, hey, the next time I'm there, I'm going to buy you lunch. Let me tell you something, Danielle. Everybody's going to be your friend if there's free food involved. That is the truth. That is the truth. So Danielle uh, explains how she's met these friends, how they bring her out, out of her comfort zone, and she's just ready to date. So we don't see much of what her potential suitors are, but we do see her getting a message from Mohammed, who is actually in the state and they are going to meet up and she wants the closure. She wants the closure. And I'm sitting here thinking like, girl, how many years ago, how many earths, how many moons ago have you been divorced now and you still can't find closure? Can't this woman move on already? No, but she did say she is mourning her divorce still. She's still mourning her divorce. Like, how? Why? Why are we still here? You know, she could have just deported him like she wanted to and do the whole whatever it was called, the annulment. Yeah, because they weren't married that long. She should have just annulled the marriage. And she could have grieved. She could have mourned her whole entire uh, divorce less than a year opposed to it seems like 10 years ago that we've seen them on our televisions because there's been so many uh, spinoffs and series with 90 Day Fiance that I'm just like... Danielle needs to move on. Like, what is up with that? You know, this one was a tough marriage. And, you know, Mohammed definitely used her. Um, she just was blindsided that the fact that he was here for a green card for a better life. Like, these are little things like, oh, you know what? We need that Robert soundbite where he's like, you know, the red flags, the red flags because of the red flags. Uh, because this whole entire relationship of Danielle and Mohammed was a bunch of red flags from the beginning. But, you know, she was, you know, blinded by it. And he was just like, yeah, you know what? 
let me see what I can get out of this woman and, you know, have my own life. He really knew how to play the game like a lot of people do. And he got what he wanted, but she could have just deported him. Like, what's wrong with her? Yeah, I don't know. She should have, because she could have gotten the annulment. Um, they got divorced in March of 2017, which was like four years ago. But if she would have gotten the annulment in 2016, it would have wouldn't have been a problem because remember annulments take 90 days, like 90 days or less. You can get your marriage annulled. It's like the marriage would never existed. And again, guys, I'm just referring to Danielle's marriage in general. Um, you know, there's obviously been harsh marriages and similar ones outside of the show, but I'm just referring to Danielle Muhammad because this woman really it's just like you were just blindsided you could have just you know she kept saying i'm gonna depart you muhammad i'm gonna depart you you used me <laughs> can't get over that scene it's just classic i'm sorry and he, he, she could have just deported him just support him you know move on with your life he's like he's traveling the world through a truck he's a truck driver now and she's still dwelling on this divorce Oh my gosh, I don't know what to say, but she's on her way to meet up Danielle, uh, with Mohammed, which we're going to see uh, next week's episode, episode two. Again, guys, we are starting from the beginning because we just finished Bear's All and we're going into the single life and we'll see what happens. What's this closure? What is he going to say? What is he like? Does she honestly think that Mohammed's going to be like, Danielle, I missed you. I'm still in love with you. Did you want to try this again? Probably somewhere in her mind, she's hoping that's what he'll say. Because mm -hmm. she, like, got in the car, like, oh, my gosh, Muhammad called. Let me run. Let me run. Like, her butt was on fire. Like, <laughs> what are you doing, lady? <laughs> that's definitely something she's looking forward to. She's dying to make this work again for the second or third time whatever it is in her mind but you know i think just muhammad's just like hey you know i just want to meet up see how you're doing that's it like that's it that's it but we'll see what happens with them let's move on to the next single lifer um, well talking about red flags we can't help but go to culty <laughs> life is one large red flag <laughs> <laughs> oh culty we see him getting ready for speed dating event which i'm just like boy you better got your cue cards straight out because uh, it's gonna be a tough crowd so hey angelica i'm the coupon queen pin and i have eight cats and i live with my mother isn't this such a turn on <laughs> Salgate de aquí. <laughs> this poor man, he actually tries to tell someone that he has six cats and he still lives with his mother. These are the things that he's coming straight out with. The red flags from like his like there should have been you know, what I, I pictured actually was the little minions coming out with that, you know, when they did the minion movie and they're like, me mom, me mom, me mom, me mom. Yes, that was it. That is what should have come out <laughs> at that point because it was like, is he serious? Is he serious? Like, he was just making people so uncomfortable. The first lady's like, 
oh, okay. And then he's like, well, I'm unemployed. You're unemployed. You live with your mother and you have six cats. You check all the boxes for no go. And don't forget to add, he has AC in the car now. Him and every other Uber driver. What's your point? (laughs) He didn't have AC before and Larissa demanded for AC. (laughs) Well, remember back in his boom chicka wow wow introduction, remember he got a new car. (laughs) He did. This guy here, he goes through a speed dating uh, this woman gives her confessional and say, like, this is not going to work out. He's thinking in his confessional that, you know, he's going to get lucky tonight. I'm going to get laid and it's going to be a fun time and yada, yada, yada. Meanwhile, this woman is bashing him in Spanish and in English that this is not going to work out. That this is that this is not a potential suitor for her. But then we realized that Colty still got some feelings for, still got some feelings for Vanessa. And for those who forgot, Vanessa was a good family friend that Debbie absolutely, absolutely loves. And Debbie says, are you willing to risk your friendship to be in a relationship with Vanessa? Apparently Colty, all he wants is Vanessa. Yeah, Vanessa's his friends with benefits, and I think she wants to really keep it that way because she's, like, not really running toward him because even she says, I can't trust him. When your friend can't trust... Okay, my question is, if you can't trust him, why are you still friends? Well, she probably set the boundary, and now that he's, like, Instagram famous, maybe she wants to jump on that bandwagon too, right? Like, I feel like sometimes they stick around because of the fact of the insta-famous status. So, that's my opinion about it. Yeah. Well, the funniest thing was where he's, like, having that conversation and he's sitting in the floor like a five-year-old scooping <laughs> cat litter. Like, like, wow, this is not cute at all. Mm-mm. Not Mm-mm. at all. Yeah. Now with Colty and Vanessa, we do see a lot of stuff happening and floating through Instagram. There's been a ring exchange, some sort of to it or uh, done our research yet. We will find out more and see what's happening with that couple. But with Colty and Vanessa, she, like she says, you know, you're one day in Peru, you're one day in Brazil, then you're one day in Spain, and then one day you're in France, and then again, you're in, in the U.S. So he needs to, he's going to, well, it seems like he's going to find a way to gain her trust in order to make this relationship work because he really just wants to be with, them, with Vanessa. Well, we'll see. But I, I mean, I guess they're kind of good for each other because... I don't know anybody else that's rushing to knock on his door, ring his doorbell. <laughs> like, absolutely nobody. Apparently, baby girl Lisa had 50, 50 men lined up for her, and Goldie has none. Well, that was pretty <laughs> obvious by that whole response at the speed dating site. <laughs> 
Oh, Colty, Colty. Do I want him to see love, find love? You know, I'm going to say no. Same thing with Ed. Brittany, hey, you know, she's trying to get that dollar, uh, those dollar bills in her account. Um, Danielle, we'll see what happens. I don't know. It's just an interesting cast to see back. And I guess we'll find out what happens next week. Yeah, but we've also got Molly. Oh, how could I forget about Molly? Molly, Molly, Molly. Molly made me laugh this whole episode. She was really funny. And I got to say, it was nice to see her back, her usual self, without Luis. Uh, She was, you know, her daughter is super smart. She was just saying how she felt with that whole fiasco of a relationship with her and Luis. I was just like, girl, keep speaking up your mom how you feel because <laughs> you got to help your mom out. But it was nice to see her. And, you know, she's seen this guy from New York and he's a police officer. I don't know what I think about. Like, I, I think about this relationship. She's he seems very conservative and she's pretty much out in the open. Yeah, she's uh she's doing weird weird things, but she thinks that because she came to New York and met this guy, he's the one. He's the one. I mean, after all, she's got all those pearls she's taking out of different places. And FYI, Molly, you don't tell a cop, "Hey, don't worry, I could hide a fifth of liquor in my bra." Like really? Oh, Molly, trying to be so creative through her video chats. Maybe call Angela. She'll give you some extra tips. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. But this is the first time we really see that Molly has roommates. Yeah, now with her daughter, her oldest moved out, which, you know, they. it seems like with the Louis situation, it really... uh, it became unfortunate what happened to her and her daughter with their relationship. And she decided to move out. Uh, but now I feel like she just needs some other girlfriends to just, Hey, look, you know, I need some other people to just talk and hang out with. Yeah. But the crazy part is the roommate that was making the bed with her says the last time we made a bed was for Louise. So they've been in the house. They have. Yeah, they have. So Molly, where have you been hiding them all of these seasons? Yeah, we would have loved to see them during the Louise times to kind of see, you know, more and get to know more about them too. But yeah, again, it was great to see Molly back. I love her energy. And we'll see if this guy's going to be a potential suitor, mate, lifetime partner for her. Yeah, we'll see. Because, you know, the crazy part is Kensley likes this guy. She really, really does. And I love Kensley's hair. It's so cute. Um, Kensley likes this guy. So I'm not sure how this is going to work out. 
Yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see how this season plays out for these couples. I'm not sure if we're going to see any more couples. I have no idea. But so far, this episode has been Big Ed, Colty, Molly, Danielle, and I think that's it, right? Right. But we're also going to see Fernanda. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fernanda. How could I forget? She was on Bears All talking about it. Yes, Fernanda is going to be throwing herself a divorce party. Hooray. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Is there anything else to add before we wrap this up? Nope, nope, nope. All right, then. Well, guys, don't forget to check out this Friday. We have a new episode of Firefly Lane coming out at 12 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, I can't believe we're almost halfway, almost halfway through this season of Firefly Lane. Um, It's getting really good. So that recap comes out on Friday. We'll be back next Monday, of course, for 90 Fiance Happily Ever After Season 6. And we will be continuing on with The Single Life every Tuesday. But we will be having a group discussion about it on Clubhouse at 4 p.m. Eastern. And then we continue the live at 5 p.m. Eastern. Of course, don't forget to check out CQP Moments Podcast and the other episodes on A Little Bit of Everything with me. And that's all we have for now. Bye, guys. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pen from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ken, aka The Gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. Yeah. And you're listening to a little bit of everything, everything with Angelica. Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.